Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of your favorite podcast, the So Nigerian Podcast. Yes, and today I have a special guest with me, <laughs> the most beautiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> the lovely, mm-hmm. finest. Mm-hmm. I've run out of things to say. Don't worry. Please introduce yourself, madam. <laughs> Um, hi guys, my name is Tishé, Ulua Tishé, aka Main Tishé, your TL Terrace, <laughs> and your Insta Badly. So, yeah. Insta Badly of the Year, yes. I just started doing <laughs> So, if you guys want to, you know, if the man them, trust me, she looks lovely. She looks so lovely. And if you want to, you know, you want her Instagram handle, you have to wait till the end of this episode. So, stay tuned. <laughs> So today we'll be talking about, you know, diaspora Nigerians. You know, there's so many things about diaspora Nigerians that, you know, even the way you, I'm, I'm shocked that you said, you said it well, you said it with so much. <laughs> you know, you said it like a proper Nigerian, you know. That wants so, to start trouble. <laughs> bro, there are so many diaspora Nigerians that will be like, oh, you don't turn Chini Miriam to Chini. <laughs> they will turn Ayo to Ayo. Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln, your name is Lincoln. Lincoln in America, right? So, firstly, first, why, why, why do you think, like, oh, diaspora Nigerians, you know, they get angry when, like, white people don't pronounce their names right? And most of them can't even pronounce their names right. Why? Um, I think, first of all, <laughs> you're not going to come and drag us, and I'm not going to join you and drag us. I think when you grow up in somewhere that your name is not palatable to everybody's, like, tongue, I think at times you just want to say in a way that like people can pronounce it but i would still be angry for example like some people's names like shade and then shade nobody's <laughs> saying shade whoever's saying shade like your uni flogging if you're name shade you're saying shade but like you know some americans are familiar with the name because of the artist so they'll say shade like oh, okay. you know i still will tolerate something like that like even my name is tisha but i was like if they drag like tisha i don't really mind but well, like your name is Tisha. Tisha, get the hell. So yeah, like I don't really mind, but I feel like if it's like something's so off, like I've had people call me Tish, Tishi, stuff tish. like that. Like even like white kids used to like bully Adi- me and try to call me Tish. Adiola head ass. Like if your name is like Sean and you're saying like Sean, like now nah, at this point, like you're just doing completely different, <laughs> different, different things. things. That's another like, name. That's not your yeah. Name. Like I feel like you can remix your name, but like. But even then, like, you know, people that know your name know your name. But do you think do you think that like transcends to okay, their parents think are not really, you know, that losing touch of the culture. Sometimes, the culture. yeah. So sometimes I definitely think that like me, I have the luxury of having very Yoruba parents. But other Yoruba kids that I meet, like, that be like, Yeah, my name is something, something, something. I'm like, I, that's your name? Like, that's <laughs> how you wanna say it? Like so then, but then I'll hear them like talking to their mom and refer yeah. to themselves as that. Like my dad would always correct. So me. so it's like it's like dual behavior. Like when they're outside and then when they're inside, they don't they don't keep they don't mask it off. Like they don't keep the same energy. No, I think that's the issue. Some parents like water down the culture for their kids, mm. so that their kids even in the house they tolerate that watered down culture. Like for me, my own dad would always correct me. Like, if I'm saying my name wrong or my last name wrong. Okay. But some parents were like, if you say Adiola, your dad used to yeah, say you Adiola. Yeah, he would be sitting you, like, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, I don't know. So, so you think, so you think like, African parents abroad now, that most of them are not doing, you know, an excellent job 
in passing out the heritage and culture. I don't, okay, so. I don't want to say like like I, I watch some movies, you know, I watch some movies and especially like Chinese and you know, Asian, some of them they'll still find a way to instill that kind of heritage and culture. To so I think kids. I think I think not to make this like too political, but I think some of that has to do with like white supremacy and the world's not non acceptance of blackness because i feel like african okay. anything that's inherently african people always are shy about it like i have like hispanic friends or latino friends and like like middle eastern people they always are very true to their heritage but yeah. i feel like africans once they get abroad because of how much shame of maybe like the poverty and stuff in our countries and the way like you know or you both view us and stuff like that yeah. i feel like they want to they want to hide so it's easy for them to like come and try and like get rid of the culture but what you guys don't realize is it's actually very hard being a diaspora in nigerian because your parents will actually pick and choose when culture applies to them i like, used to uh, explain like for example give me an example because i'm practicing you know in case you might become a, your visa is processed uh, don't yeah, worry my next year i'll become a nigerian yes. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> so yeah so like for example like if your parents what's an example like for example like my dad doesn't like like he makes me kneel down to greet him okay in the everywhere morning. in public like my real dad <laughs> when i was younger before he moved back to nigeria so he would make me do that and even my mom like me taking care of my younger siblings okay that's very like nigerian like i, I don't owe it to anybody really to take care of my siblings i can just take care of myself that's what american kids do so okay. like when i was younger i had to explain like no i have to babysit i have to wash place i have to bathe my siblings I'm like why are you doing that and i'm like <laughs> I don't know why am I doing that? But then if you not tell my mom, like something Americanized, mm -hmm. she wants like when we go come to Nigeria, for example, okay. she'll not be like, You're American, oh don't let them deceive you, you're American. <laughs> I'm like, I am. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like they'll pick and choose when it applies to them. And then when you want to correct them, okay. like, you know, Nigerian parents and some what of their toxic upbringing, like the way they upbring us, like they won't um aspire or try to assimilate with the culture around them they will wow. want to be very nigerian but you want to make an american dollars and be behaving very nigerian it doesn't make sense to me but wait, wait it also comes back to you know the the energy of flexing the culture when it's time for or like Nigerian jollof wars and you know like whiskey and the sure. wars and, sure. and like when Nigerians are abroad like uh, okay they're doing excellent excellently in like sports or something when it's time to carry the green, white, green, you know, mm -hmm. African culture, the Af Independence Day, you know, you know, they are so quick to flex that culture. But then when it's time to do something like, oh, enter, we just drop one or two retweets, you know, and then, boof. Madre, you, we just wear, or, I feel or the like, I feel like you people should actually be calling out the names of people you are discussing. <laughs> because Nigerians were dragging us during that enters, and me, Aside from NSAS, you, you, always... you know the funny thing, you know, the sorry to cut you off. The only funny thing, there are actually like two sides of diaspora. There's some diaspora Nigerians, some Nigerians abroad that are so passionate about, you know, this country. Are like, mm -hmm. ah, they're even like much more concerned than some of the citizens in Nigeria, to be honest, get? too. But then the rest, some people will still live their lives. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, that's why I said, like, I just feel like sometimes we get a bad rep because even Nigerians in Nigeria, you guys yeah. get a bad rep with us at times. Like, we'll be like, Bro, they're so like narrow minded. Ah, don't so worry, there's another there's a, there's a question for you there. You know, the classes in between Nigerians abroad and Nigerians. So, what I'm saying is, like, 
Yeah, obviously, yeah, there's discrimination everywhere, obviously. But don't worry, we, we'll talk about that classism. Let's go. Continue. So, with N-Size, <laughs> please, you people need to call out the names. Like, if you people were vexed, at these people. Don't at all of us. Because some of us are in our house. We just call straight bullets. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm in my house and I wake up. And I just said, you guys are all bloody useless. Blah, blah, blah. Like, uh-uh. Did I know? It's even before N-Size. Like, I'm always very much into Nigerian politics. Always tweeting Serious? about stuff. Yes. How many local governments do you have in Nigeria? Are you mad? <laughs> No, no, you tell me, you tell me. Not even like politics, like as far as like social justice, let me put it that way. Okay, let me not say politics. Okay, okay, social okay. justice and history. I'm very good at history. Okay. So, like stuff like that. So when NSAS happened and all of us were just collecting, collecting insult, I was like, wait, like, y'all need to at these people, not at me, baby, because I'm doing my part. I donated, I did everything I could possibly do. Like, it just, like, I feel like sometimes... This sounds really fucked up, but I feel like sometimes you guys try and punish us for us being gay. Like, I'm like... We have to release your anger or something. Yeah, exactly. Please, release your anger on your boo-boo. It's not us. It's not us. It's not us. I beg, just leave Barry alone, please. <laughs> I'm honestly tired, you know. And it also comes back to that particular topic. You know, that one that is leading through when you're talking, when you're discussing the classism, you know. Because of, right. obviously, like, one thing I know is, you know, regardless of the way this world is, you know, the streets, is there's always going to be discrimination mm-hmm. a standard you know but you know there's this classism of bro i'll be seeing two people on the timeline twitter timeline they'll be fighting and the first thing they'll talk is i'm in abroad and you're in nigeria go and die or something like like why like why is what's that classism you know some people actually choose to be in nigeria yes <laughs> you know for sure so, i know people that have even moved back like if i meet a rich husband now like anybody's daddy that's looking for second wife <laughs> I will move back. It's actually not a problem. Like, <laughs> but um, I think that comes with Nigerians are very elitist in this country. Let's yes, discuss that. Yes. So when their parents are breeding them abroad, mm-hmm. they still come with a certain elitism. Like, for example, I have friends that when they come to Nigeria, their parents will be sending their younger cousins, go to market, go do this, go do that. But you won't let your own child follow that person because my child's from abroad. <laughs> so when you, you're raising your children, that's how, that's one thing I like about my own mom. When I come to Nigeria, okay. I'm taking down for I'm right now. Okada, I do everything. Like she really doesn't care. They like, kidnap you, That's life. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to happen regardless. Yeah, you so, are streetwise, huh? yeah. yeah, I'm street smart. But just in general, but like some people's parents raise them with that type of elitist mentality. Because even within Nigeria, let's be honest, there's a lot of elitism. Of course, I'm staying on the island. I'm, the, I'm, I'm staying I on the island. They're staying on the mainland. I'm staying on the island. Please don't talk to me. Ah, mainland. I can't come to mainland. Only time I see mainland is when I'm traveling. Blah 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 blah. When you come from MM Street, like these people are going to your Victoria Island, you go to Banana. Like it's very like elitist within this country. So our parents carry that to abroad and mm. kind of breed us with that at times. But I'm very much against stuff like that. Like I Seriously. am. Yeah, I don't like shit like that. However, at times, people make frustrate somebody enough to want to flex. Like, it's not going to die in your country, but it's what almost kind of like... Frustration? What kind of frustration wants to make you flex? What type of frustration? <laughs> what kind of, like, give me an example. I need to know a kind of frustration. I just said, okay, like, okay, okay says now. You people were complaining that nobody was, nobody was, like, active. Like, the abroad people, like, we wasn't doing shit. Yeah, we've done shit, so... Our Nigeria should be better. <laughs> hey, it's easy for you to say that should be and you're abroad. Uh-uh, it's not fake. Like, my daddy make this out of his because you it's, it's, it's not fake. Like, it's actually not fake. Like, then you make somebody want to flex that kind of thing because, uh-uh, 
you said we're not doing something we're not doing it then you're not saying that we didn't do like that you're not telling us to shut up like we understand we're allies we weren't in it yes, we're allies yes, yes. and i feel like that's what nigerians don't understand we can be an ally without being here because at the end of the day we can't like some people genuinely can't yeah so you know <laughs> but like do you think it's right eh, for people nigerians abroad basically to just you know keep on the energy that you give black lives matter and the energy that you give like answers do you think like oh it matters you know which one is more which one is less or do you think that kind of matters okay so i feel like i feel like both of them are both like you know social justice huge, exactly so i feel like because personally i'm on both sides of the spectrum because i actually live in america like with police yeah. brutality and stuff like that so like i feel like with black lives matter what most nigerians don't understand is like it was kind of like a trickle down effect mm-hmm. like it was a trickle down effect meaning there was organizations like i took a social justice class for one of my sociology classes in college and like you know from just even from the reconstruction period in america after they freed slaves yeah. to um civil civil rights like black panther party so it's all trickle down effect so i'm only saying that because it makes it way more organized and even black lives matter is not as organized as it could be and size was like like it was a bit of a i don't want to say like mm. it was most like black lives matter but yeah. it wasn't as like organized, organized okay. per se they, I do want to shout out that feminist co. They actually did a good job of doing what they did okay. as far as like, you know, trying to make it as organized as possible. But because Nigeria is so dangerous, you didn't want to have like a face of the movement because mm. that person could easily be taken, easily out. Be taken out. But in Yankee, like, yeah, that person could easily be taken out, but it's still like CD. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they would have I'm, to be a lot more suspicious. I understand. So, that kind of piece. So I feel like. The energy should always be the same though, because police brutality everywhere. But Black Lives Matter, I feel like what was fucked up is Black Lives Matter. Americans are very narcissistic. Not me, them. <laughs> That's not Americans, not us. So with Black <laughs> Lives Matter, <laughs> Black is a race. Okay. It's not an ethnicity or a nationality. It's a race. So we're all Black people all over the world. I think people, Americans, because okay, they started Black Lives Matter, they forget that Black applies to. Everywhere in the world, so it didn't seem like they were active with things in independent black nations because it's not just Nigeria that's in term oil, Haiti. Like, I advocate for stuff like that, so I feel like Black Lives Matter should have just been more about blackness as a whole. But since it was focused on America, it now looks like two separate movements. NSAS could easily have been a branch of Black Lives Matter, like. Because we're all black mm. and our lives matter, and it's yeah, the basis <laughs> of it is police like brutality. So yeah, yeah, down with all those boring stuff. There's this, there's this popular stigma that, that I heard about. You know, the the Nigerians abroad. You know, the once you become a Nigerian abroad or a diaspora Nigerian, your dating pool reduces. Does it apply to everybody? Does it apply to you? Can you can you marry a non Nigerian as a diaspora Nigerian? Oh my god, this I can't be married on your bar. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't be married on those states. Like you would think that your bar is to get uh, um actually yeah, so your dating pool does it depends on what you like. Mm-hmm. So personally, me I don't date non Nigerians. So basically me, I don't date non Nigerians. So that's why my dating pool would be smaller abroad because when you're abroad But why like why can't you marry anybody? I can't anybody. If you see the person, I'm as the devil, you know. 
Me, yeah, you're about demon. I mean, you're about demon. Together, <laughs> let's be demons. I don't want to go and date a demon that I will not know. So that's just me personally. But um, it's the devil, you know, that kind of stuff. Like a lot of Nigerian girls, especially ones that are born and raised in Nigeria, when they come abroad, yeah. they really only know how to cater to Nigerian men because that's what they're used to. So okay. like, for example, like cooking or asking their boyfriend for money, stuff like that doesn't move them because that's the way they're used to dating. Used to be, yeah. But in America, niggas are stingy. They are very stingy. So if you want to date a non-Nigerian man, and you're used to your boyfriend making your hair, making your nails, baby, allowance, ah, ah, but that going to work. I don't so know. that's why people, when they go abroad, or Nigerian babes sometimes, when they go abroad, and even Nigerian men too, because I'm now Nigerian girls. I'm not yeah, I've you. seen a lot of like Nigerian men in diaspora. They're always like, oh, more Nigerian woman or nothing. Yeah. Why? What can't you? Honestly, I feel like if I was, I could. Uh, <laughs> it's because it's because it's always sweetening all the you Nigerians in Nigeria because you guys have not seen the other side. Of <laughs> like literally, I've, it's not even that I've I've messed with non Nigerians and I'm just not comfortable. Okay. Like, and also I'm not a patient person. I don't have time to be teaching you. When you meet my mom, you don't use your left hand for a color man. Don't like you have like you be there in Nigerian now. They're walking house. Um, Abikare, how are? Like what's up, Abikare? That's your mommy they're talking to. <laughs> Abikare, good evening. But then you sit and say, oh like. Omo, if you call my mother Titi. Titi. Good evening, Titi. Hey girl, where's Dami at? Then just walk up to your room. Like do you get like? What our room man? I swear. My Yoruba mother, Nigeria. My mom died. Do you get like my mom has actually sent like my little sister's friends out of the house and told them to come back inside. Are you serious? Right, for calling her by their first name. They're like, what's up, Bola? Mom, ah, who's Bola? Please come back. Come back. Oh, hello, Naomi's mom. I think, I think your parents did a good good job, you know, in acculturizing you guys with your heritage and everything. So Yeah. No, no, it's actually funny because what you guys don't realize sometimes is trickle-down effect. My siblings are so American. I think partially because their own dad is from Ghana, but, like, my mom still raised them, but my mom raised me and my older sister very Yoruba because my dad was Yoruba. Not only that, when she came to America at that time, I was the first child born in America. Like, as soon as she came, she had me. I think it was oh, to stay okay. that time. Yeah. So, as soon as she had me, like, that Yoruba culture was still very heavy inside of her. Do you get? Yeah. So, it's easy for her to raise me as a Yoruba girl. But for my younger siblings, they're Amer- If you have a little sister taught, like, I ain't been a mommy. Mommy, you need to know. I'm not about to. I'm like, who is she talking to? Will she, will she marry Yoruba like that now? My sister? She knows. She doesn't want to marry a Nigerian. Imagine. So, like, there's so many people, Nigerians in diaspora that don't want to marry, like, Nigerians. Yeah. Or, like, are open to other people. Yeah, I don't I don't think she's open. I think sometimes it's the representation. Like, when I was younger, I hated being Nigerian. Because, to Why? me, the only part of Nigerian that I really understood was every, everything just felt like a punishment. <laughs> so, like... Like, I'll be like, ah, Mommy, I want to go and sleep over. And my friends, I was like, You can't, you can't do that. I'm Nigerian, I'm not American. Oh, shit, you go, oh, you can't do that. Blah, blah. So, in my head, I'm like, This is a punishment. This is, yeah. this is what Nigerian is about. And then I actually came to Nigeria, I realized you people are actually being punished by living in this kind of country. So, I understand. But, like, I didn't like being Nigerian at all. Like, it's not to the point that I would hide it, like, some people would be lying, like, oh, I'm not Nigerian, I'm Jamo, or something like that. But, like, it was just, like, I didn't like it. So, I would say, I'm not going to be a Nigerian man, because the only representation of Nigerian men I had were, like, my mean-ass uncles that would be very strict. Strict like, Yeah, so that kind of piece. So, I think that's my little sister's thing now. She's only 16. 
I feel like by the time she gets older, like she just left Nigeria today, and she had a bit more of a better experience than she did when she was younger. Okay. So hopefully, as years go on, like mm, she'll okay. become more. But if not, it's cool too. But that that dating pool does it, does it also apply to like you know, abroad Nigerians abroad that like in like let's say a country like uh, Ukraine that they don't speak the same language, you know, they're not familiar with the same language. Yeah. So so I hear like when I'm on Clubhouse, I hear a lot of like. Nigerian yes, women. exactly. Well, so many different Nigerians are on Clubhouse. I'm like, are you that bored? Well, <laughs> I'm I live in a popping country. Like, <laughs> like America ain't shit, but it's still popping. Okay. So, but I know, I know the people Lagos that like. Pop do, more. I don't think, but like, I, I'm whatever. So, but I noticed that a lot of Nigerians that lived in like Russia, those random ass countries, like no offense, random. If you live there, but let's be honest. Yeah, Russia, Russia, like those type of weird countries, like Bosnia and some shit. Like, damn, you people really like to flee this country. Like, you know what? Actually, see, the best thing is to leave this country. There's, there's no other solution. Do you get like, but like me personally, I don't know. Like, this may be because I have the luxury of like living in two countries. Like, I can live in Nigeria, I can live in America, but you can't pay me to flee to a country i don't know their language like nigerians will go any bloody way i mean i'll go anywhere <laughs> you go to algeria i was i don't know people there it's, it's, not, it's people. not my people I'm sorry. i can't do it i don't know i can't do it like i'd rather stay in nigeria and wait for prince Shami to come and collect me because i'd be spec then wait for then, then, then wait Period. for like spec. then go to like a country Speckless. Dami is whining me. I've been whining him since morning. Like, maybe you guys don't know. His voice is fine, but he's finer and pesty. Like, Dami's been making some weird eye contact with me. I want to know how far, but he's not answering me. But yeah, I just feel like I wouldn't go to a country that they didn't speak English and stuff. So, I know that with girls, Nigerian girls abroad, like in those type of Ukraine, those type of countries, their dating pool is very, very small. And maybe sometimes they settle for white men. I don't want to say settling, but... <laughs> Couldn't be me. So <laughs> that's how shit. I feel like they kind of like, oh fuck it. Somebody just have this white man. Then you now see the videos of my white husband trying to see for the first time. <laughs> Do you think I have to be doing that? I don't. I don't. So yeah. But like, there's nothing wrong though. Yeah, everything. Everything just depends on the individual to me. Yeah, individual. I me, mean, I'm not the individual for that shot. <laughs> but then, you know, Nigeria is so much of a joke. That you know, even our government will ask us, they'll tell they'll tell the Nigerian the diaspora, if we should send money, let's invest invest in the country. Why? Do you think do you think do you think that's okay for a government to be telling uh you've gone abroad? Now come and invest. Would you invest in Nigeria? Would <coughs> <coughs> you um, never put your money in Nigeria? Like uh, your dollar that I'm making and then you come to Nigeria and then put it in Nigeria. Okay, I want to start if I do to, that I want to build the economy. If I do that just not a dash or not. It's not investment. I don't expect any type of profit back. But you, but you have the opportunity. You have the resources. You have the strategic position. Everything. Help this country become. No, no. I'm saying Nigeria I will help. Groups. No, what I'm saying is, if I give, if I invest money in Nigeria, yeah. I do not expect profit. Like it would have to be I'm donating it. It's not because what's Nigeria, Nigeria is rich. It is yeah, for like three point five percent people. Like it's not rich for everybody. So I wouldn't even be comfortable trying to like. It would have to be like a non-profit organization, something like that. For me personally, um, I do think. Okay, so I actually saw these tweets. Like these guys were making this video, and they were like, "Don't you sometimes think that abroad people are the like new gentry? Like they gentrify Nigeria?" And I actually thought about that shit. Like it kind of fucks with me. Like. You know, some people, like, abroad people, yeah. their daddy will build, like, a 
bomb ass house on like a fucked up road. Yeah. Everybody's poor around, but so far their daddy has that plot. Yeah. Like so, it's like when they say stuff like invest. I want to be careful to invest, but I want to invest in Nigerians in Nigeria. I wouldn't want to invest okay. myself personally. Okay. Like what I mean by that is, I want to. You guys, is you people's country? Like, is my country too? <laughs> what are you saying, you guys? We're in this together. <laughs> yeah, we're in this together. However, I understand and I'm very much aware of okay. my reality. And yeah. my reality is when I'm tired, I can't go. You guys you can't do that. And it's fucked. Who says I can't do that? You will be able to do it in Jesus' name, inshallah. <laughs> so, but for me, oh, like, I can actually go, like, even, like, emergency. Like, yeah. if, if, if I'm tired and my government wants to collect me, they can collect. You people cannot hold me. But you guys are being held down. By this country so what i'm saying is like invest i would put my money into nigerians in nigeria to yeah. help them make it more conducive for them like me i like coming to nigeria i like being in nigeria but i would never like be like i feel like sometimes abroad nigerians you guys like to lie to yourselves like like i get it we struggle just like everybody, everybody else yes however we're not in that same struggle so i feel like constantly trying to be yeah. the forefront is a yeah. bit asshole-ish like yeah. even it's even like with um like black american issues you always see like the mixed people trying to come and like be the forefront that's right, yeah that like, you don't have the same issues like you have the issue but your yes. own is of to a lighter extent so my own is to a lighter extent so i would invest in nigerians not in yeah. nigeria directly okay that also brings me back to you know there's this popular thing about you know nigeria's a diaspora or nigeria's are raised abroad and then they become or they excel. There's just something about Nigerians and excelling in other people's countries and other people's areas and areas of expertise. And then when they excel in that kind of sector, you see the old claim, you know, being oh like Anthony Joshua, you know, all those kind of people that are okay. Anthony Joshua, I think Usman, Usman, Stalbender. I think I all think all of those guys. You I know, think sometimes sports. people don't. So there's like one quote that says like wherever your man goes, he carries his culture. So like. But like we didn't train them, we didn't give them the facilities, we didn't, we didn't actually yeah, invest, however, we didn't give them, we didn't even give however, them the space. You have to, no, no, but you have to understand that upbringing matters, and there's also like constantly a debate, nature versus nurture. Okay. So like, the reason why Nigerians excel abroad is because of that upbringing. Like when we're in America, we're in these countries, our parents put a lot of pressure on us that you have to be you successful. Have to. You have to do that. You, yeah. you, not, you have to be twice as good as your classmate. Yeah. Stuff like that. So that type of, is that determination that our parents left this country with, like yeah. that they're going to make it by all means necessary and they're going to make sure their children are something. Mm. That's what it is. So literally Nigerians, our, like, our spirits and our like upbringing, our culture drive, to an extent, our you know? drive is fantastic. Of course, the facilities not so much, but it does it does show that yeah. Nigerians there's something inherently in us to be great, in my opinion. Yeah. Because how come every Nigerian that leaves Nigeria is successful? We're not the only we're not the only immigrants, so there's there was, there's other people. There was a time there was a time that there was like some stuff in South Africa that you know South Africans were complaining that Nigerians are taking their jobs, so they wanted to xenophobia. You yeah, know, so they wanted yeah. to literally send Nigerians back 
<laughs> to Nigeria because you know we're excelling in that in their space and you know they're they're kind of the lazier type because of probably their country you know mm. I should be successful in my own country that so they didn't want to put in the work mm. but Nigerians also we're ready anything to anything to make this money we are down and drive even and just being in Nigeria itself like for for example like there's so many social constructs in America like but like being in Nigeria like man I got my hair done the other day by a man and like. Like, not to add, like, sexuality or anything, but yeah. he clearly was, like, a straight man because he was telling me about his girlfriend. He was like, oh, sometimes he does his girlfriend's hair. And, like, stuff like that. But in America, you would feel like a stigma. Like, men would, wouldn't, if they're not, like, you know, um, like, LGBTQ or something, they would feel yeah. shy to do that kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, in Nigeria, we're so worried about hustling. Nobody's thinking about anything. Men have done my lashes. Like, people are hustling. Yeah. People are hustling. So, <laughs> I feel like, you know, yeah. The energy, man, is the drive and the energy of being a Nigerian. <laughs> Definitely, and maybe because the country is so fucked, like we're just like, oh we have to, we have to make it to, like I can't be like. So your parents were always, oh more tishy, you have to make it to, you need to put in the work. The, my mom was, my mom was <laughs> hell boy, come with ninety eight percent. Who did you dash the minute? Like, I can't be like, it was, it was, it was, it was hard, but like I thank her for it because yeah. it really helped me. So you, so you think so you think basically most Nigerian parents should actually like you know their kids they should just I've actually seen like a fourteen year old this boy raised in the UK came to Nigeria for the holiday this boy the boy lady thinks like an African man he understands your river well I was like ah. surprisingly I'm like wow this guy bro that African mentality like is he, deep instilled in him he hates homosexuality like that's, that's how deep it is this guy lives in the UK and you know obviously sees but I'm like ah, why how. And then I, so I feel like I, to an extent it can be problematic, like like to what you just said. Like yeah. it's like sometimes like for example you have Nigerian men born and raised in the US or born yeah. and raised abroad yeah. and they're extremely misogynistic because Nigerian culture is extremely misogynistic yeah. and patriarchal. So like you see them and it'll come like so that wholesome mentality that pressure is great, yeah. but then when they have their own kids like third generation like I feel like Nigerians they're not as they're not affectionate enough towards their kids yeah. so things like that and then you're passing that down so me what i like make a conscious effort to do is yeah. take the good aspects of both cultures like okay like i'm not going to force my daughter to do certain things because she's a lady, lady. Okay. but i'm also going to teach her the drive of nigerians mm. i'm going to teach her her worth mm. you know as a nigerian woman as an african woman so things like that i feel like sometimes people is either it's too extremist like one of the luxuries of being a nigerian and abroad is that we have choice yeah. and i feel like a lot of people don't tap into that choice it's either you're too far gone you're too diasporan like you're too whatever country you are like you're too american yeah. or you're too um nigerian and there's toxicity in both cultures, cultures. so mm. i feel like people should make more of a conscious effort to balance yeah that's actually how to like balance you know the thing and you know take the best of both worlds mm-hmm. best definitely so we've gotten to the end of today's episode yes so. and you know this topic is so nice and interesting i feel like we should even do a part two you know so if you guys want to see Tisha again you know what's what's your instagram handle <coughs> mean Tisha. mean she's the only mean to share around only the mean to share. Just, there's just no side to share so m-a-i-n-t-i-s-h-e I thought you didn't even know how to spell mean at that point. <laughs> yeah, I know, because some people don't like know what I'm saying. Like, mean, mean, to say. 
Follow me on Instagram and yes. Twitter. I've stopped being a Twitter t- terrorist for like a couple <laughs> weeks. I'm coming back because boo 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 banned it in this country. I've been trying. To, there's some shit I've been trying to tweet like oh my this one that one. I can't, but I will when I get home. I'm going to tweet all my thoughts. So long as I stop with VPN too, only God knows when. <laughs> I seen sorry yeah so, so yeah. So you guys should just make sure and make sure you tweet your opinions. I'm sure so many if you're diaspora and journey, you can you know some of the things that she has been saying. If you agree, if you disagree, yes, you can drag her. If you disagree now, your papa is not me. It's not me I disagree with. If you disagree, don't concern your papa. (laughs) So you guys should just make sure you tweet your opinions. You know, hashtag Nigerian podcast. You can also ask me to share and say what you said there was wrong. If you ask me, you drag me. Let me say, you have an army. They are ready to fight you. So, just be careful. I mean, but everything you said was, you know, mostly correct. Mostly. <laughs> I guess so. It was mostly correct. So, you thank you. Thank you, Dami, for having me. This is my baby boy. You guys don't know. We're married. <laughs> I'm just wanting to propose. Like, Dami, Dami, he's a very true guy. So, continue supporting him. All. Yes. And um, subscribe to Tisha's YouTube channel, too. You didn't even shout out your... your, your, your ah! I stopped doing YouTube for a while. I'm back. I'm back again. I'm back again. The dynamic just reminded me I should be vlogging. Thank you. I'm back again. So, yeah. Oh, you're going to do vlog and then you upload on YouTube. Oh, my trip to Nigeria. Yeah, trip to Nigeria. I went to Africa. No, no you know abroad people like to say Africa. I was in Africa 2021. So, yeah, during the pandemic. Do you know how many videos are there about, oh, my trip to Nigeria, my trip to Africa? I wouldn't even say my trip. I was just saying Nigeria vlog. Like, who are, I'm just, I'm one of you, please. I feel like they're still tourists, like... Okay, yeah. now, okay, now, so, okay. Alright, then. See you guys. Make sure you subscribe. You share this podcast to any of your diaspora Nigerian. Make sure, you know, anything they want to learn from Tisha, you know, with our words of wisdom, you should just drop in nuggets here and there. Just, yes, you know. <laughs> Bring your notes pad. Right so, you guys, make sure you subscribe. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, everything. See you. <laughs>